welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Today's episode, I figured we would take a look at some of the, if not the worst, rated TV shows ever, at least according to IMDb. I kind of started to wonder because a friend of mine was just like in passing um, discussing how the, the Velma show on HBO um, receives such poor ratings. Now, I never saw the show, so I don't know if it's actually bad or not. But anyway, you know, he was kind of discussing that, and I was curious then, like, well, where does it kind of rank among other shows? So I figured I'd just compile some of the worst. So with that in mind, I am going to present to you the worst rated shows ever. At the number one spot, which I maybe means it's the worst, I don't know, is a show called Jovan Rosbon. It's a drama. It received a 1.3 out of 1,633 votes. So pretty, pretty significant. Here's the plot. Everything has suddenly changed in Silagut. Life becomes much livelier in this tiny Budapest agglomeration town. Everybody creates a new gossip about Peter Pongratz, who gives up his American welfare and career to establish a new hospital in Silagut, converted from an old castle at great cost. Everybody finds the hospital beautiful, but not everybody likes Peter, especially Elad Varnagi, who had other plans for the hospital, and the well but experienced... <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I don't know what... <laughs> Listen, the synopsis I think is interesting. A gentleman, I guess, Romanian, clearly that's why my pronunciation is awful. A Romanian who was living in America, and is obviously a doctor, leaves America to return to a small Budapest. Is it Budapest in Romania, or is it Bucharest? Is Budapest in Hungary, or is it in Romania? I don't know now. Okay, so either the show takes place in Hungary or Romania. Apologize for my poor pronunciation and for my ignorance, but the premise itself sounds pretty interesting. Number two is an Indian show, looks like, called Kyunku Sas Bikabi Bahu T. And again, my pronunciation, you'll forgive me. 1.6 stars out of 1,684. And the synopsis is, a mother-in-law struggles to put up with her three Bahus. The three Bahus have grown up sons. The Bahu sons start to get involved with having girlfriends, and the Bahus try and break their relationships up. Never seen it, so no idea. Up next we have Fred, the show, 2012. 
1.7 star out of a whopping 2,055 reviews. The Adventures of a 16-Year-Old Boy Named Fred, who has friends that are ghosts, giant cookies, goths, and weirdos. Now, I recall Fred the show, but I didn't actually, like, know what it was. Like, I've heard of it, and I've heard of that character named Fred. So, here's some more information. Fred, the show, is an American comedy television series created by Lucas Quickshank that originally aired on Nickelodeon in the USA from January 16th to August 3rd, 2012. Lucas Quickshank, Daniela Monet, Jack Weary, Siobhan Fallon Hogan, and Stephanie Courtney reprise her roles from Fred the Movie and Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. Um, let's see here. This show was canceled after one season due to low ratings and poor reviews from critics. It is considered one of the worst television shows ever made, although it has developed a cult following. some some of the episodes oh, the very first episode from Fred the show was called Love Potion Fred develops a crush on the new student Nicolette so he makes a love potion for his science fair project but when he tries to spray Nicolette Kevin gets in his way okay, that's kind of neat interesting concept episode 2 Evil Fred Part 1. The neighbors have witnessed Fred committing petty crimes. As Fred declares his innocence, nobody believes him. Episode 3. Evil Fred. Part 2. Nobody believes that Fred is innocent, and Fred thinks that there is an evil Fred running around. He then sees Kevin doing bad things dressed like him, and he suspects evil Fred is Kevin. He then tries to get even with Kevin by doing good things dressed like Kevin. Episode 4 is Fred the Teen Sitter. Fred babysits Kevin due to Mrs. Dog <laughs> telling Kevin he can't stay home after throwing a party. And Fred has no experience and learns how to babysit all thanks to a book. Episode 5 is The Expired Cow. Fred drinks expired milk and hallucinates that a cow is trying to destroy his cake. F for home, it says. I don't know what that means. I think, listen, obviously, like, that character of Fred has, um, you know, had a very interesting... Uh, success story, right? I mean, it's been like the character of Fred. I thought he was a YouTuber. Maybe he was, and then they just kind of tried taking him into something else, but like some of the premise of these episodes are pretty interesting, I guess, and ultimately it's a kid show, so I think the idea seems to be okay, but obviously the execution was not very good. 
It looks like the highest rated episode is one called A Visit from Grandma. It's episode 20. And it's, uh, it's Fred's grandma's birthday, but soon grandma goes missing. Fred disguises himself as his grandmother, so nobody knows she's gone. Um, so I guess the idea of dressing up is sort of like a, I guess is a theme. Like the films, Fred the Show was critically panned and was considered to be one of the worst television series of all time. Common Sense Media gave the show one out of five stars and stated that Fred the Show had, quote, more of the same absurdity from obnoxious YouTube star. End quote. Despite the negative reviews, the show attracted 3.7 million viewers with a sneak peek that aired on January 16th. A month later, the series premiered with 3.1 million viewers, which was a 16% drop. However, viewers dropped a further 23% to 2.4 million for the show's second episode. Up next, we have Toddlers and Tiaras. 1.7 star ran from 2009 to 2016. Now this view, or excuse me, this rating, is based off of 3,649 reviews. Toddlers and Tiaras is an American reality television series that aired on TLC from January 27, 2009 to October 16, 2013. three-year hiatus due to much controversy. Another Toddler and Tiaras aired the sequel on August 24, 2016. The show follows the personal lives of families of contestants in a child beauty pageant. Like many shows about children pageants, it generated controversy for dressing the children provocatively. The show led to other reality show spin-offs such as Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. On November 24th, 2016, TLC canceled the show after its seventh season. The show has generated some negative reactions over the costumes of some of its participants in an August 2012 custody hearing surrounding a child of the show or on the show a court appointed psychologist said quote children adorned with pageantry identifies identities are not playing or pretending instead they are why does it say that instead they are trained to closely resemble their adult counterparts So, I mean, I'll tell you what, TLC got seven seasons out of it. I'm sure it was worth it to them. Number six is My Super Sweet 16, which I remember because the show aired in, well, it started in 2005. And uh, around that time, I was, you know, a teenager, so. 
it was more just interesting to see how um how extreme almost right like the celebrations are and getting them ready and all that stuff so. again we have my super sweet 16 2005 apparently still going on in other words it has not been cancelled according to IMDB 1.8 star uh, based off of 3130 views My Super Sweet 16 is an American reality television series documenting the lives of teenagers, usually in the U.S., Canada, and U.K., generally with wealthy parents who throw lavish, excessive, and expensive coming-of-age celebrations. Parties include the Quinceañera, Sweet 15, the Sweet 16, and other birthdays, including a My Super Sweet 21, apparently. So, reception. In retrospect, Bustle identified the main 14 elements of tropes which happened in most episodes, which made it the supernova of a show that it truly is. You have birthday tantrums, so a birthday boy or girl would be crying, screaming, stomping, complaining about the fact that it's their birthday, they'll do what they want. Number two is the birthday boy or girl's constant belligerence against their parents and demanding more money. Number three is excessively decadent outfits. outfits. Number four is the party planner who is tasked with organizing these unachievable birthday parties. Five is overrunning the party budget. Overrunning the party budget, if I said it correctly. The next one is the obligatory party fight, which uninvited guests turn up. Followed by large, expensive cars as birthday gifts. And lastly, a musical celebrity guest performing at the party. I remember seeing quite a few super sweet my super sweet 16 and it was a really strange show to be honest for multiple reasons but definitely the element of like really spoiled kids that have absolutely no appreciation for you know what their parents are doing for them you know just recognizing that you know sweet 16 is not um you know a divine right that you have It was always strange. It was almost uncomfortable to watch sometimes. There's a bunch I have left here with Super Sweet 16, but you know, we'll move on. We'll move on because ultimately we want to watch, we want to catch a few more of these. Number seven worst rated show is Selena or Selena. 2006 to 2009, 2.1 star review out of 1,700 reviews. The synopsis is a non-human female called Selena comes across three talented girls who she believes whose 
she believed they can hide the secret that Selena was out of this world. Okay, and the fight between Selena and Hades. <laughs> Sorry, this is a direct copy-paste from IMDb. So I'm going to read that one more time exactly as it's written. A non-human female called Selena comes across three talented girls whose she believes they can hide the secret that Selena was out of this world and the fight between Selena and Hades, non-human male. Maybe you had such a poor... <laughs> Sorry. Maybe it had such a poor rating because the premise was so unclear. Number eight is A Little Late with Lily Singh, 2019 through 2021. 1.4 star, 7,500 reviews. So a ton of reviews. And for some reason, it came out as number eight on the worst shows, but it has a lower rating than all the other shows except, I think, two. And the commentary here, the synopsis, all it says is late night talk show host, Excuse me. Late night talk show hosted by Canadian comedian and YouTuber Lily Singh. Number nine is Paris Hilton's My New BFF. And it says here Paris Hilton's My New BFF is an American competitive reality television series in which Paris Hilton searches for her new best friend forever. It was created by Michael Hertzsorn, Stella Bolarchikov, and Paris Hilton, who also served as executive producers. The series was produced by Ish Entertainment in association with MTV, on which it ran for two seasons from September 2008 to August 2009. Let's see here. So, 16 women and 3 men competed in challenges in an attempt to become Hilton's new best friend. Four of the female contestants were eliminated in the first episode and hence did not feature promotional material. Guest stars included Benji Madden, Kyle Richards, Richie Rich, among others. Though Hilton was forbidden from revealing the winner before the season finale aired, she had on two separate occasions accidentally referred to the winner as she. Well, it doesn't help the marketing. Critical response. Carrie Krupp for I meant to say for and I said said a mix between for and from, which became farm. Carrie Krupp for Common Sense Media described the series as, quote, vapid reality contest that reinforces shallow values, end quote. So, obviously she was, in fact, not a fan in the slightest. Next show is number 10, which is The High Fructose Adventures of Annoying Orange, 2012 through 2014, 
1.9 rating out of 3,296. The High Fructose Adventures of Annoying Orange is an American live-action slash animated television series created by Tom Shepard and Dane Bodengeimer for Cartoon Network. Based on the characters from the web series Annoying Orange, it was produced by Annoying Orange Inc., which is a very annoying name to continually say. Despite negative reviews, the series was an audience success, reaching more than 3.56 million viewers in its final episode. I think, I think part of it is, you know, if the audience for something like this is kid, you know, it's for kids, and it's adults that are reviewing and giving a critical response, then there's going to be a disconnect. Here's a plot quickly because I have no idea what this is about. The show follows the lives of Orange and his friends, the sarcastic pear, the sassy passion fruit, the tiny apple, the eccentric marshmallow, the unlucky apple, the elderly grandpa lemon, and the sometimes antagonistic grapefruit. The show diverges from the YouTube series in that the fruit gang lives in a fruit stand in a supermarket called Dane Bows. A reoccurring character from the Annoying Orange YouTube series called Nerville now runs a supermarket and is the only human who can talk to the fruit. The Annoying Orange is the main protagonist of the series. He is annoying, obnoxious, and partial to terrible puns. But deep down, Orange always means well, even though his boredom often drags his friends into ridiculous adventures. They have everything here. Supporting cast includes Coconut, which is a good-natured, but dim, and hard-headed coconut. Excuse me, well, hard-headed coconut, of course. Peach, which is another member of the Fruit Gang. Broccoli, Alien Overlord. An evil alien broccoli who speaks with an English accent. Guava, who's voiced by Tom Kenny. You gotta show some respect to Tom Kenny, because Tom Kenny is the legendary voice of SpongeBob, among other characters, but certainly my favorite. So on December 5th, 2014, Bodengeimer publicly confirmed the cancellation of the series. And on April 24th, 2015, he claimed that one of the main causes of the series' cancellation was a shutdown of his studio. But hey, you can buy season one on DVD if you really want to. Yes, it's actually available. Up next, number 11, we have The Prom Solvers. Solvers ends with a Z, like zebra. 2011-2013. to 2.0 rating out of 2,174 reviews. The Prom Solvers is an American animated television series 
that aired on Cartoon on yeah on Cartoon Network. Created by Ben Jones, it follows Alf, Roba, and Horace, a group of detectives in the troubled town of Farborough. So the plot. So the series follows the eponymous detectives Alf, Roba, and Horace. The trio take up solving and sometimes creating the numerous problems that plague their town, Farborough. To their aid is Tux Dog, an extremely wealthy dog who helps the solvers in some of their cases, but is just as often the source of their problems. Kind of a very strange concept, if you ask me. It seems to be like a, an animated show. The show's criticism led to only 26 episodes being produced, 18 of which were produced during the first season in 2011. Number 12, we have Marvin Marvin, 2012-2013, 2.3 rating. It's also with Lucas Crickshank, who is, I believe, the same guy who plays Fred. So, poor guy has been involved in quite a few flops, television-wise. Marvin Marvin is an American comedy science fiction television series that aired on Nickelodeon from November 24th to April 27th of 2013. The series stars Lucas Crickshank of Fred fame as the titular character Marvin Foreman, an alien teenage boy adjusting to human life. The show ended with only one season after Crickshank announced his departure from Nickelodeon. Set in Portland, Oregon, Marvin Marvin follows the adventures of a teenage alien with special powers named Marvin, who was sent to Earth by his parents in order to protect him from evil invaders on his home planet, Cluton. The premise of this guy's work, Lucas Crickshank, is always pretty silly. Here's the plot of the very first episode. Marvin wants to go to school, but Bob and Liz won't let him. Telling Bob and Liz that Marvin is upstairs shedding his skin, Henry then sneaks Marvin to school without them knowing. Meanwhile, Terry's for student council against a super hot football player named Cliff Drill <laughs> and she, <laughs> gosh. and she has no one voting for her Terry tells Marvin to pretend he isn't related to her Terry then realizes that Cliff is stealing her posters but she has no witness except a mime Terry and her friend Brianna look for ways to win the election while Marvin tries to adjust to school, but keeps messing up. When Marvin catches Cliff stealing Terry's posters, Cliff gets mad. Terry plays music, and Marvin starts dancing, luckily dodging Cliff's punches in the process, until finally the football player lands in the trash can. Brianna tells everyone Terry knows Marvin, and that they'll 
and they all say they'll vote for Terry. Marvin returns home where Bob and Liz scold him when they realize he wasn't shedding after all and was at school. After Terry tells them she will keep an eye on Marvin, they agree to let him go to school but ground him and everything. Pretty interesting stuff. I'm going to look over. So, episode 17. This is just, you know, random. It's called The House Party. Marvin watches a bunch of teen party movies and plans a party against Terry's wishes. Meanwhile, Liz, Bob, Pop Pop, and Henry fight a snowstorm to get to Henry's skating tournament. Number 18 is titled Mr. Earth. Marvin's Clutalkin uncle, Uncle Steve, visits Marvin and family. He says that Marvin is more earthling than Clutonian and tries to take Marvin back to Cluton. Then Uncle Steve sees that Marvin taught the foreman's about Cluton and lets Marvin stay on Earth. And the final episode, which was episode 20, called, excuse me, episode 19, titled Big Time Marvin, has a 2.2 rating. Marvin and Terry go to a Big Time Rush concert, but Big Time Rush got kidnapped by the cleric, and so did Terry, after being mistaken for the Clutonian. Now it's up to Marvin to save them. So yeah. Of course, Marvin Marvin received mostly negative reviews. Common Sense Media, which has been popping up this entire episode, gave it a 2 out of 5. Which, to be fair, based on their reviews that they gave Fred the show, this is a step up. Alright, and the last show we'll briefly touch on is called Breadwinners. 2014 to 2016. 2.6 rating out of 3,621 reviews. Breadwinners is an American animated television series produced by Nickelodeon. The series was created by Gary DeRafaela and Steve Borst and centers upon two anthropomorphic ducks named Sway Sway and Bodus. Bodus. Bodus, yeah. Who run a bread delivery service. In February 2013, Nickelodeon announced that they had ordered a 20-episode season based on the show's pilot episode. The series began airing in its regular time slot on February 22nd, 2014. On May 8th, 2014, it was announced that the series had been picked up for a second season of 20 episodes. So very briefly, the plot, Sway Sway and Baduce are two carefree ducks who fly around in a rocket van, delivering bread to their customers. The best friends live together on their home alien pond-based planet, Pongea, and get into all sorts of adventures. Sway Sway is the leader of the duo, and even though he does not always use the best judgment, he 
He is a pro when it comes to flying the van. Baduce is a klutzy duck, but he is loyal to Swaysway and has plenty of heart. Together the friends have fun all the time while flying around delivering bread. So that's a very strange premise, but I guess if you were to tell me the premise of, say, Spongebob Squarepants, it also is a very strange premise. This is just to say, like, a strange premise doesn't mean it's a bad show, you know. So, anyway, those were some of the worst rated shows ever. If you're interested in learning about more very poorly reviewed shows, you can always email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening, and take care.